All right, welcome back to another episode of Four Inside Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Obi. Joining me is a familiar face who we saw on season one, but he was one of my most requested guests to bring him back. So that's what we plan to do today. A uh, former teammate of mine, and he's uh, made a transition. And, you know, now he's really getting and making his stripes in the business world. So we're going to pick his brain on that. Without further ado, Jay Fan, how are you, brother? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me again, Obi. <laughs> for sure, man. How are you doing? Doing well, man. It was really cool running into you at Alpha Elite the other day. Right. Yeah, the new gym. So, yeah, while we're on that, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, Alpha Elite Gym here in Houston, uh, they uh, opened up their new uh, facility, Alpha Land, and that thing is straight out of a movie. I mean, that place is crazy, but it's it's nice and definitely well anticipated. So, yeah, it was great to just run into you again. So, what we'll start off is just, um, you know, when I interviewed you first and initially it was back in 2020 and, um, you know, the world was kind of in an interesting place. You know, we were dealing with COVID-19, uh, the pandemic and just sort of being isolated. People were kind of navigating life in, in a new world and in a new direction. And then, um, you know, that that presented a lot of challenges. And then, you know, we got to 2021, the world was sort of opening back up. Uh, so my first question is just despite the challenges that 2020 had faced, what was 2021 like and you know, how did that prepare you for 2022? Uh, 2020, 2021 was a transition year for me. Uh, about halfway into the year, I decided to leave the lab and apply for my uh, biomedical sciences degree. It's a master's program at University of North Texas Health Science Center. It's kind of like the first year of medical school, but it's a master's degree. And I was going to do that and then transition into medical school. And a couple of months into doing that, I was doing pretty well, but kind of had like a heart wrench that I needed to focus on my video business mm -hmm. because I knew medicine was always going to be there. Um, and currently this, this venture that I'm on, um, it has like a finite life, like a shelf life that I'm trying to milk right now. Yeah, so that's perfect segue into what we're going to get into with the whole uh, interview really is just sort of, like you said, when I interviewed you, you know, you were a guy whose, you know, goal and whose route was really to try to get into medical school and become a doctor, get into that realm. And then at some point you said, you said to yourself, you have sort of a heart-wrenching moment where you sort of want to take a transition and you want to just decide to focus all your energy into your business. So what was that process like? What was that like transitioning from a person who had one path and decided to uh, transition to the other? Okay, yeah. So a lot has happened since the last time uh, we spoke in the last episode uh, between you and me. Yeah. All my life, um, I wouldn't say all my life, but all, all of my college career, it was uh, figuring out football and trying to get into medical school. And you know me, I'm a pretty bullheaded guy. So once I have my eyes set on one thing, I have to keep going until I finish it or I die trying. Um, like in, in that case, it would mean not get accepted by medical school. Um, so from 22 up until 25, the three years out of undergraduate, um, my undergraduate university, I spent going to different classes, uh, working as a research assistant slash lab manager and uh, publishing papers, working um, over with Dr. Taniguchi in a pancreatic cancer lab. And um, during that time, uh, studying for the MCAT, I took it twice. 
um, I also started working on my my hobbies. Uh, two of my huge hobbies um, or my passions was jujitsu as one passion, and the other one was uh, creating content. And both of those side hobbies started kicking off, and I started making a pretty sizable side income to uh, compensate on top of my um, my salary at MD Anderson. And last year, I, I figured it was it was time for me to invest fully into my business, which meant cutting off ties with MD Anderson because I had already published all the papers I needed to publish to get into medical school. <clears throat> and I figured I could spend full time doing my business, uh, which was uh, doing videography for fighters and for weddings while I studied in graduate school. And I hopped into that, I hopped into graduate school and for the first uh, six to nine weeks, I, I did really well. Um, I was helping lead tutorials for each of the classes. It was essentially um, all pre-med courses, but condensed into three semesters. And um, it was a lot of work. And I started realizing that I had to put so much time into studying that I wasn't able to focus on jujitsu and uh, videography. And um, it really got me thinking, <clears throat> I know my potential and I can do any of these things, but can I do all of them at the same time? And I found the tough answer. It was, it was no. In order to do my best in any one of them, I had to pick a couple to focus on. And then I asked myself, what would I most regret not doing? um if i decided to do this one path over the other and for me it was i would most regret not competing on a high level in jujitsu and i would regret not trying to start a video business that i think can be very lucrative and then um once i got you know my family's approval um and it took literally not just like my nuclear family but like all my cousins my friends who, who knew me they're like dude you gotta do this so um, I decided to jump for it. Um, I quit uh, graduate school. Mm. And I know it sounds weird because I never quit anything, but I'm not calling this one quit because I still want to go. I still want to go to medical school at the right time. Um, and it's, it's still a dream of mine. And people think I'm psycho for saying that, but uh, it's my life. This is what I want to do. Um, for me, working, uh, it, working brings a lot of, like joy, and I think it needs to be in a certain order. Um, if you asked me two years ago, I would have told you you need to do everything at the same time. Um, but the biggest lesson I learned in 2021 was that you have a finite amount of energy and time, and you have to be really efficient with it. And um, it's okay if you don't get everything done at once. As long as you're steadily chipping away, you're gonna you're gonna do well. So a little all over the place, but that was 2021 for me nah but that, that that's 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 perfect and that's beautiful you know just that's why i love talking to you bro and that's why i've always gravitated towards you just you're you're sort of like gung-ho i'm gonna go for all of my goals and i'm gonna try to shoot for the stars and hey wherever i land is where it's gonna you know end up uh taking you right and so i think uh what you kind of had to come to the realization is that like 
I have this unique opportunity to really do well and to strive with, with my business, with your businesses, let's say. And you have one path you're going down and you could do it this way, but is it necessary? And I think a lot of people in your position kind of uh, have that sort of uh, dichotomy that they face of, okay, I have one path, you know, I'm, I'm going to medical school, but I have these things on the side and they seem to be building momentum. But, you know, is it worth pulling the plug on one thing to focus on the others or do I keep on going? And you decided you had to make a decision. You consulted the people who you found close to you on it. Everybody seems to support you, which I think is important. And you decided to make the decision. And I know one thing about you is that, you know, you're going to excel at anything that you do because you have the mindset for it. You have the discipline, you have the toughness. It's not a matter of you not putting in the work. Yeah, for sure, brother. It's a matter of you saying, okay, now that I have the energy and the time allotted for it, I can now put more of my focus into it. And then thus putting your focus into it, you're going to be able to really be able to strive and, um, and succeed with no regrets in the back of your mind, it seems. So it, it, it sounds all uh, clear cut, but I do want to say that um, it's not like that. Right. It, it, it isn't. Um, so basically what I'm doing is trying to become an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of nitty gritty to it that's really not shown. And it all is right here in your yeah. mind, right? It, it, it's literally a, a fight uh, every, every day um, because you create your own schedule. There is, there is no um, infrastructure or skeleton that is pushing you except for the one that you create for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were times, uh, you know, from last week to five or six months ago where, you know, I felt super low, super, uh, like what, like, what am I doing? Like, I feel lazy. I feel all, all of these emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really characteristic with, um, with just the actual vibe that everyone feels as, as a collective culture in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, was this collective haze that was thrown on top of us. Um, a haze of distraction from social media, from um, expectations placed on us, um, from ourselves and then from community. Um, and um, I think the one encouragement I wanna give to anyone who's trying to create a business is you're totally normal for feeling those range of emotions what sets you apart from everything else is what you decide to do despite those emotions and that's what courage is you know you can have fear um but you can't have courage without fear right it's the act of doing things that are difficult but necessary despite being afraid and um that's something huge that um, I'm learning right now. And uh, a pretty great example to uh, show you is my consistency with posting my own personal um, content on social media. I can tell you without a doubt in 2021, I was very, very active with creating content for other people. I've created hundreds of videos for several clients, uh, created like 53 technique videos for one specific client, 52 actually. and uh, I wasn't consistent with putting myself out there. Um, and that is like a direct correlation to my confidence in myself. Um, so I have to discipline myself to put stuff out there and, and uh, disengage my self-worth with 
the amount of interaction I get from putting my own content out there and treat it more like a like a business. Um, like if I really want people to know me or know about me, then I need to post more frequently. Um, and that means you can't associate your emotions with with your work. Um, so all of these little things, um, these mental battles, I'm, I'm learning to overcome. Um, and that was kind of the highlight of my latter half of 2021. And I think it'll segue into a lot more um, financial prosperity in, in 2022. So, yeah. No, I love that, bro. Um, you know, I think the one thing just uh, trying to pick apart from what you just talked about, I think First off, you talked about uh, courage cannot be had without fear. I think that's absolutely true. That your goals, if they're big enough, should scare you, and they should kind of create a sense of like anxiety, so to speak, a healthy dose of anxiety. From okay, this is a big challenge I'm setting out for myself. Right, it's gonna push me past my comfort zone, but that's that's the beauty in it is that I know I'm gonna be better from it. I know that if I really put my mind to something and I shoot for the stars, I'm going to be able to achieve anything that I set my mind towards so long as I put in the work, right? And then I, I think the one thing you've talked about here is just that success and prosperity isn't found linearly. You know, there are ebbs and flows in anything that we try to do, right? There's always going to be obstacles, there's going to be setbacks. Um, you know, you're going to have you who's an entrepreneur, or is trying to become a full fledged one is, you know, there are going to be days where you're going to be busy, you're going to have a day of, you know, financial prosperity, you have a lot of clients, you have a lot of bookings, and it brings in a lot of money. And then there are days that they're going to be slower. The The thing with being an entrepreneur that I've observed from just talking to them, talking to them and understanding it is that um, it's, it's actually quite difficult because you don't have the safety net of a nine to five, you don't have that surefire every two weeks, I have money hitting my bank account. I don't have that security of every week or two, you know, I know what's coming in. You don't know. Everything is based on the work that you put in. And for days where you might feel tired, you might feel exhaustion, you might feel fatigue, you have to keep on pushing yourself because the work that you put in and the progress you make is directly correlated to the results that you see, right? I would have to say it's it's quite exhilarating, though. Um, <laughs> making money from your own hands, from, from yes. what you love doing, it's yes. nothing feels better. Um, when I was working at MD Anderson, my, my mentor at MD Anderson, Dr. Tanaguchi set me up so that I can do this now. Um, so I, I appreciate him so much because when I was, I was there, um, as his mentee, he, he basically pushed me to, um, explore and to build up my side. He was fully aware that I was doing side hustles while working at his lab. And he, in fact, used my videography skills to help uh, promote his his own stuff, his own research. Um, <laughs> but where I was getting at was leaving um, the institution to do this full time has been like the best experience of my life. And it's also been um, extremely wild ride. Um, like you mentioned, uh, if we're going straight into numbers, like the first the first month I finished, or the first month I left lab, I barely covered the same amount of um, of pay that I got uh, from lab, but then the next month I was making um, like over ten grand, um, and then it just kept on oscillating. But just the fact that you 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 know that there's so much untapped potential, 
uh, for someone who has a personality like me, it just makes you want to go after it really, really hard. It's like it's almost like you're in a fight and you hit someone and you smell that blood and you just want to keep going in. Um, obviously, they hit you back and that's when you kind of doubt whether you should be there or not, but then you just do it anyway. So for people who don't know Jay and who aren't familiar with fighting, Jay is not condoning violence. What he's simply saying is that when you see that first sense of um, progress, you want, you only want more. It's almost like a drug, just like uh, for me, who's in the gym and I hit a PR, I'm the same way. I'm like, I want to see what the next number I can uh, tackle and achieve. Right. And so it's, it's a matter of when you're building something from scratch and it's yours, it's, it's all your belonging. It's all the, a matter of what you put in. It's everything that you invest in it. You have a greater sense of pride in it, knowing that it's yours and that you did it yourself. Right. And I think that's the one thing with entrepreneurs that uh, why they do the things that they do is because they know at the end of the day, my success is based off of the work that I put in or the work that um, I yield. Obviously, you have to make things work. You have to learn how to network and work with people. You have to eventually get to a point where you hire clients and then you're responsible for others. But for the most part, it's your baby. It's, it's something that you developed and you built with your own two hands, with your own sweat, your own blood, your own tears at times because it can be stressful. And uh, but, but that's the beauty of it. With every with every uh, pit of darkness, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So, so long as people continue to push themselves. Amen. <laughs> so Thanks for uh, clarifying that I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, here's the thing with that though. Like for people who think that what, what we talk about or your drive, like can be something that is psychotic. I kind of agree. Like it is it, like, there has to be an obsession. So that's why I'm different. I'm like, it's good to be psychotic about it. It's good to be obsessive about it. Like to be obsessive about improving and about trying to reach your limits. Like that's, what truly driven people are like. You, you look at that not only with entrepreneurs, but with athletes. You know, Michael Jordan, who um, his documentary came out during the pandemic. Like people thought he was a psychopath, but people also think he's the greatest to ever play his sport. Kobe Bryant was the same way, LeBron even now, and so, so on and so forth. Like to be exceptional, to stand apart, there has to be a level of, of obsession and sort of instability mentally to do what you have to do in order to set yourself apart from others. Makes sense. All right. So transitioning on, though, I want to kind of st stay on and uh, kind of peel back some of the layers of your journey, too. So you talked about you had a gut-wrenching feeling um, that made you decide to say, I'm going to do your business full time. What, if there was, was the moment that you knew it was time for you to make the shift? I was miss. I missed a jujitsu tournament because I had a study, mm -hmm. and and I broke a a thirty day challenge that I was doing to try to put content out every day for thirty days. Mm -hmm. um, I went I went black for about two weeks, as in I, I didn't put any content out, and I just wanted to hold a study, mm -hmm. and just made me really upset. Mm -hmm. And I only knew that, uh, uh, I knew that I could, I could do jujitsu and create content to some extent while, while in medical school, mm -hmm. uh, but not to the extent that I wanted to, I kind of wanted to, um, have everything working together. Um, 
And, you know, I do that with videography and, and, and uh, grappling because I video fighters. <laughs> so it's almost like I'm training with them and then I jump in right after to film them. So um, they overlap with each other. And, and uh, the grad school for biomedicine wasn't really doing that. Mm. No, it makes sense. It was kind of, you had to pick the two things that were intertwined and kind of worked with each other, you know, just by nature. And, uh, you know, while medical school and while grad school and studying, you know, it could be done, right? And you tried to do it. It was one of those things that was going to be too much of a hindrance, it seems like. That makes well, sense. Don't get me wrong, because there's actually a graduate school program that I'm probably going to apply for. Um, it's the entrepreneurship program at, at Rice is an MBA. Um, and I think something like that would go hand in hand with um, uh, doing this business and also, you know, grappling it. So I'm, I'm not against school. I think I'm all for school. I just think it needs to be like the right fit. Um, you can't be like a, um, an engineer who does engineer work going to art school i don't know and maybe it could work but that just wasn't yeah. for me yeah there's a way but obviously when the time and when the circumstances are correct it doesn't have to all be done at one time right so right. another thing that i want to get into is just you know now that you're a full-fledged entrepreneur and you know everything is kind of your responsibility now how has it been sort of having to deal with that? And what are some of the challenges and some of the things that you've learned in being the owner and being the boss? Can I clarify the question? You're asking what are the challenges of being um, like owning your own business or making money from yourself? Correct. Yeah. And just sort of uh, everything is your responsibility now, as opposed to when you're in school. I mean, yes, it's your job to study and everything, but you're kind of trying to work under a system and with people as opposed to it being all your responsibility mm, okay so you create your own schedule and you're able to format your day how you want it to but at the end of the day you have to realize that if you don't get done what needs to be done then it won't get done <laughs> um so there's a there's a pocket of time in everyone's life if they're fortunate enough where owning their business um it, it's like the most optimal time to like once you have hardcore responsibilities like having kids or having a wife mm -hmm. um or having a mortgage to pay etc then it's a lot more difficult to be risky because what, what i'm doing it's essentially a risky move but i'm, I'm fortunate enough to um live in my dad's place where I don't have to pay rent. Instead, I can put it into stocks. Um, and that's a very uh, fortunate blessing I have um, that um, I'm, I'm willing to, to sacrifice uh, like any kind of um, current pleasure of just living and doing my own thing to kind of see if this venture uh, works out. Um, I think, yeah, so the pros is you can create your own schedule, uh, really focus on what you want. And the cons are, uh, it doesn't get done unless you do it. So it's risky. That no, makes sense. Absolutely. 
Um, you know, last year when we spoke and, you know, we were talking about sort of just your approach and your mindset, and you still have these same qualities, which is just your competitiveness, your relentlessness, and just sort of your, your high sense of drive and focus. Um, how have you been able to translate that now to your business, you know, because, and how are you able to do that, you know, how are they intertwined, both you grappling with jujitsu and then you being a business owner with uh, creating content? How are you able to translate that mentality? Okay, so I, I used to think that I was like, what, I was thinking to myself, what's wrong with me, right? Because uh, in sports, I'm just so bullheaded. I don't care if you're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced. I'll attack you. Uh, like, I'll keep going <laughs> until, until, until I can't. Yeah. And then you know, I found myself in situations um, in the business world where I was like, I don't want, I don't, wanna, I don't want to do it anymore. I just want to chill. Like, I kind of want to hide for a little bit. And then I was starting to get down on myself, thinking, mm. why the heck would you not be the same way? And then I realized that you just have to make that mental realization. Um, and then once you realize, just apply what you applied in sports into the business world, and you, you make that like mental switch, then then it works. And then um, I made that switch a couple of months ago, and that's when I decided, you know, it's the same thing. You just attack and you keep going. You, you don't define your self-worth um, by how hard you hit someone in football, right? You just, you hit them because you need to stop the ball from so they don't score. And that's the exact same thing that you do uh, with business. Um, you keep hitting people up because you need the money to build your business up. And yeah, there'll be some times where, where they score on you as in you don't get, you don't get the client, but come on, dude, like I, you can't let that stop you. At least that's what I tell myself. So, um, one huge thing I want to uh, say is, uh, if you're an entrepreneur and you're doing something in the arts world where there is no, uh, like set price, um, you need to establish your price and then be firm on it and, and don't uh, sell yourself so short where you undercut your, your, your worth. Um, and if it means having to pick up like a side job as like a waiter or something else to make sure you get consistent income, do that um, so, so that you don't undercut your worth as an artist. Um, unless your your quality of work isn't good enough to, to uh, actually be worth what you're pricing if that's the case then you need to offer more uh free services or services at a lower price to increase your skill um so those are things i learned from experience no that's great that's that's, that's a gem because i think there are so many people who you know they want to do it they want to become entrepreneurs they want to have their own businesses but they're not sure what their value is or what their value was worth they don't know how to build their value or build value to the company that they're bringing or to their clients, right? So all the things that you just laid out are good steps and good practices for people to build for themselves. And even just uh, sticking on mentality, right? Like uh, I, I always say that sports can be attributed to life. Like there are certain things that we were taught, both you and I, um, in football that I still apply today, stuff like hard work pays off. Like it's some so simple, but it really does uh, translate that way. When it, whether it's school, whether it's in the gym, whether it's in your diet and your lifestyle, um, even your efforts to um, make connections or build something. Like if you work hard at it, if you work consistently at it, 
if you do what needs to be done to be successful, you'll see the results. But most people don't have the mindset. Most people don't have the consistency to uh, maintain the progress, right? Um, right. I think also just uh, being relentless and, and having, like for me, one thing I've I adopted was just always having something I'm shooting for. There's a bigger picture, right? And I, I always set a big goal and I achieve my big goals through a through a series of progressive smaller goals, right? So like in the gym, people always ask me, how do you get your bench press to 400 pounds or whatever the weight that they're trying to achieve? I say, well, okay, look at where you are today, okay? You're not gonna get there tomorrow, but what you can do is get there in a series of weeks. And what you're gonna find is that, you know, if you just work at things consistently and you keep the, and you keep the progressions going, you'll you'll achieve your goal in a shorter time frame because you're not so much you're not so focused on getting somewhere but rather just constantly improving yourself and it only gets easier it's the same thing in business if you continue to work at your craft if you continue to improve it if you continue to build on your uh, weaknesses and and highlight your strengths you'll you'll get to a point of mastery and the mastery will create the confidence in yourself and in your presentations. And then naturally people will see your value. You won't have to speak for it. It'll speak for itself. Yeah, I totally agree with all, all of what you said. I think a lot of people, and this is a quote, um, I don't know if it was from Jordan Peterson, but um, most people undervalue or underestimate what they can pull off in five years and overestimate what they can pull off in one year. Oof, that's a bar. Yeah, Jordan Peterson did say that. Yeah, he's one of my favorites too. He's great. Him and Jocko. Um, so there's one thing that I wanted to emphasize was um, having a fatalistic mindset in the short term. And it's something that a lot of people struggle with. I think everyone does to some extent. Um, I have definitely. It's uh, whenever you feel bouts of laziness, um, but you're not a lazy person, don't condemn yourself, right? You have to realize that um, you can even be like lazy for a month. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, if you're going in the right direction, like don't kill yourself because you're not a robot, you're human. So if you make a mistake, um, or if you find yourself, you find yourself in a, a rut, and it's like a consistent rut in the short term, don't really don't freak out. Maybe your body is telling you something that you don't really know. Um, so don't treat yourself like a machine, uh, mm. just pick yourself back up, um, but be reasonable. If you treat yourself well, I think, um, you know, you'll respond to the work you want to put out. No, I love that. That's, that's a great point is that people shouldn't try to force themselves to do stuff or, you know, shouldn't try to force the issue, especially if it's not there. And if it's not, if it's not what your focus is, maybe there's other things that have to take priority in life, whether it be a job, whether it be family, for those of us who do have family, maybe it's your health, whatever the case may be, or your, even your mental, um, you have to make sure you take care of those things. Because I always say uh, clarity plus simplicity equals efficiency, right? When you try to, when you clear out all the rest of the distractions that you have going on in your life and in your mind it makes it easier for you to focus on what you have on your plate currently if you try Sounds to like you journal man I, uh yeah i do and i just try to learn from as many different sources as i can i try to read a lot and i try to be a person where if i'm curious about something i, I go try to find a source that either will prove it correct or prove it incorrect and if it is incorrect i try to not be stubborn in my mindset and really try to figure out okay what was i missing um you know even 
you know, sticking to your point, right? Uh, when I was in my off season for the podcast and I was trying to figure out like, okay, I got through one year. It was 52, like I got through 52 episodes, but I felt towards the end, I was getting a little monotonous with the content. I really wanted to make sure that I brought something great and I was able to improve it. So I took time to really go and learn and focus and figure out, okay, what content could I bring? What content do people want? Um, what's really a pressing issue that's plaguing us and how can I bring it to light and how can I talk about it in a productive manner? And it took a lot of reading, a lot of building my mental, building this, um, and, and also just um, surrounding myself with new people, with people with different mindsets and really trying to expand. And, uh, you know, the thing is, like, it was easier to say, man, you need to just be putting out more content. But then I felt like I'd have been doing myself a disservice. I'd have been doing my uh, platform a disservice. So really taking that time to step away and to try to grow essentially and mature and figure things out was very much needed. Because now when I'm doing this, there's a different level of insight that I have that I can bring. And also just uh, getting better and improving is uh, only going to prove beneficial, I think. Yeah, you're like that one dude in jujitsu who disappears for three months because he went to another school and, and trained <laughs> with the best, and then he comes back and just cleans house. That's that's awesome. I mean, yeah. your your interviewing skills are badass. Like, I love them. I appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. And and you know, one thing I will say too, because uh, I really want to give people their flowers, is like having people like yourself, like Coach Kova, who we're both still close with, and a lot of people who've like held me accountable, right? When it could have been easy for me to say, eh, I didn't have the progress I want uh, in the first year. Um, and even though I was still building and I was brand new to it, um, there were so many people who reached out to me were like, you know, I listened to it and it's actually pretty like, are you going to bring it back or are you going to keep on doing it? You should. And like, I remember even the first time I interviewed you, you were like, bro, keep up, like, don't, don't give up, keep on doing it. And it was, it was, it's people like that, that kind of have your best interest and who look out for you and really want to push you to be better. Where it was like, okay, there's something here. I just got to keep on going and keep on feeding it. So I was like, okay, with that, I have people who are counting on me because now I decided to put myself out there. I can't take that lightly. And I don't. And so then it was like, okay, how can I improve this to make it better? How can I improve it to where more people will want to listen to it? Are they going to like what I'm talking about, what I'm bringing, the people I'm bringing on? And, uh, you know, I think being able to really try to look to improve it and build it is something that I'm really excited to do. And, um, you know, I just try to bring as much value as I can. Dude, you're bringing value. I'm looking forward to watching this myself. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah, because this has definitely been some gems being dropped. I mean, you've done a really good job and, uh, you know, just proud of everything that you've been able to do. It's, you know, there's no wonder why, like I said, we've still been close all these years later. You feel me? Thanks, bro. Sure. So now with having a brand and uh, there's the responsibility of building it and having it, but then also building a network and kind of expanding and growing. Um, even myself with trying to podcast, I'm, I'm noticing having to also put myself out there. What has that been like sort of trying to build clientele, reaching out to people and what have you had to kind of realize in doing so? The most important thing for getting yourself out there is being responsive to people. I think this past year, we really forgot how to be responsive um, because we all kind of went into our own caves and, you know, um, we just need that have at itness where we uh, communicate quickly and it doesn't matter if the job 
is isn't done the most efficiently just get it done mm -hmm. um because you can trust that other people will give you feedback about how there was how the product was and then the next time you uh go out there it'll be better so uh frequency and consistency um and interactions so yeah. don't don't leave someone on red respond to them um if you're trying to run a business it really matters yeah absolutely i agree and also just um putting yourself out there and like being receptive you know i think people are uh very closed off and very uh sort of confined and i think like one one guy i know and i listen to is uh, this guy named hafiz he uh, he runs a podcast called the roommates and his big thing was that life happens off of the internet and offline you know it happens in real life and i agree with that wholeheartedly i think so many people have learn to sort of live and build their lives behind a screen, which is unfortunate. Now we're doing this, uh, we're doing this conversation remotely, but we see each other in passing. And I think that's the thing that people have to get back into is actually having conversation with one another, actually being able to see someone and actually engage with them and uh, figuring out personalities and understanding people. Um, I think so much of like the divisiveness in the world is because people don't have these, you know, candid conversations, unfortunately. You're right. Yeah. I'm happy for Zoom, though. It's it's definitely convenient. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. So um, looking just forward, right, you have the business, you have the focus and your mindset there. Um, what are some of the goals that you have just with 2022 and looking ahead? Right. So 2022, I want to be known as the dude to go to for <laughs> MMA or jujitsu promos. Mm -hmm. I want to have a solid wedding business that I can use as, um, you know, a way to supplement my MMA goals. Mm -hmm. um, I want to clear debt. So finish off any school debt that I have. And I want to get a freaking Tesla. So oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Plan. And see, okay, the way Jay just presented his list you, is the same mindset, right? Be the dude, build his businesses both in jujitsu and with the weddings. And then the long-term goal is the is the Tesla. So that's a perfect way of sort of building your list and building your goal sheet. Or for people who have vision boards, that's that's a clear vision and that's a very a succinct vision. So something like that is very good. And I agree. And I wish you luck, bro. I'm sure you're going to kill it, bro. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I appreciate you. Sure, man. What kind of Tesla do you want while we're on the subject? I mean, who doesn't want a Model S? But I'm probably <laughs> going to stick with the three because it's a little more budget friendly and I'll probably go all black. There you go. For sure. So now as we round up today and we're going to finish off some quick hitters. So uh, first thing that comes to mind, just give me your answer. So in the jujitsu realm, who are some of your top fighters, the people who you like to watch or look up to the most? Uh, Gordon Ryan. Pedro Marino, um, and then I, I really like watching uh, my professor, uh, which one? Joe Murphy, for sure. He's mm -hmm. uh, His wife is Lauren Murphy. She's the number two uh, flyweight for UFC women's, mm -hmm. and um, they're fantastic. Best coach ever. So, yep. I know with jiu-jitsu, you watch MMA and UFC. Give me your top five fighters of all time. Of all time? all time or at least the top five favorite five favorites that can come to your head we'll do it that way make it a little oh, easier. okay yeah no problem uh john jones mm. uh bj penn mm. gsp Ooh, Ooh. i like cyril gain 
And I like Conor McGregor for what he's done for the sport. Mm. No, yeah, that's a that's a heck of a list. Okay, uh, the three most influential people to you today or in your life? Uh, my father, mm. Coach Kovo, mm. and then my uh, my old former boss at MD Anderson, uh, Colin Tanaguchi. Mm. Great, yeah, great mentors and great list. All righty, final final question. I know you dropped the gem last year, but even with this new year of knowledge, if you could drop one final gem to anybody listening, young man, young woman, young entrepreneur, young professional, young fighter, what would it be? That's hard, man. That's hard. Okay. Uh, uh, it sounds cheesy. Uh, be true to yourself. And that doesn't mean follow your emotions. It literally means write down who you are, who you want to be, and then hold yourself accountable to what that means. Um, and that's the hardest thing that you can do is being accountable to who you want to be. If you can do that in the long run from when you're 20 to when you're 80, you're going to be so happy when you look back at your life because it was your life and you did everything uh, to do what your long-term goal was. So being true to yourself does not mean following your emotions. It means understanding who you are as a person, what your purpose is here for on this earth, and then executing and, and, and getting that done. And then you'll you'll leave the earth a better place. Mm, that's beautiful, man. Well, that's a wrap for Inside Podcast. I want to thank guest Jay Fan for coming on once again and blessing us, bro. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Obi. So, so awesome to be here, man. I can't wait to see it. Absolutely, brother. You can catch this episode on all your listening platforms as well as YouTube and the anchor.fm platform. Much love. <laughs>